Welcome to this edition of Don't Listen to Us. I'm Sean King. I'm Melissa King. 285 kilometers. Nine hours. We just got back from a wonderfully epic ride from (laughs) our little town here in Gibsons, British Columbia, on the Sunshine Coast. We took off on the... Now, I bitch about it. The 101, uh, Highway 101, is the... For the most part, the only road to get from point A to point B in for long distances on Sunshine Coast. And as a motorcyclist, it's a pain in the ass to only have one road. But there are parts of it where it's, oh my God, what a road. It is so much fun. There's a lot of, um, uh, the, what's that sex section after Seashelt? Well, I would say the best section is as you 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 pass Half Moon Bay, okay, yeah. and then you're going along into Pender Harbor and Madeira Park, and it's all curvy and arbutus trees hanging over the highway, pretty Are beautiful. There? I didn't yeah. see one of them. Yes. I'm too focused. I'm well, he, too, no, well, which I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad you don't chitty chat and say, "Oh, look at that, Melissa," because <laughs> I know you're really focused. It is a wonderfully uh, twisty road. Um, it's not, for those folks who may be familiar with it, not as technical as a road like the Dragon. Um, this is, uh, uh, you know, the signs for the roads are 40 kilometers an hour, which is, what's 40 kilometers? 30? Oh, my gosh, don't ask me. 30, well, 2.2 kilometers to a mile, isn't that correct? Hey, Siri, how many miles an hour is 30 kilometers an hour? 30 kilometers per hour. 18, so... So, uh, hey Siri, how many miles per hour is forty kilometers an hour? 40 so twenty-five. So these are these are uh, twenty-five mile an hour curves. Yeah, some thirty, couple thirty. Yeah, yeah. But most of them are forty. There's a couple thirties. Uh, most of them are forty. There's a couple fifties and a couple sixty kilometers an hour. And I'm doing them at twice that. Mm-hmm. The forties, I, I can. The forties, I can do easily at eighty without any problem at all. Uh, the thirties, easily sixty-five, seventy. The um, 50 kilometer an hour ones, uh, I don't do those double. I, I haven't got up to the 100 in those ones. And 60s, I, I can't do. I, I don't do. Actually, 60s, I can do at 120. 50s, for some interesting reason, I can't. I generally don't do at 100 at double. That's always my goal is to double the rated curve. So if it's 40, I want to be able to do 80, 50, 160, 120. Oh, and how fast did we go today, Sean? I don't know if we should talk about our top speed. Oh, come on. Okay, hypothetically, in case there is a law enforcement officer out there, seriously, if you, if you, honest, no word of a lie, if you say the speed we were going, that's admitting to a crime. And you could, seriously, you legally, a, a officer of the peace could take this podcast, take it to a district attorney or a lawyer and say, charge these people mm, because they've it. just admitted to a crime. Okay, we'll just, we won't tell people. Hypothetically, hypothetically speaking, if we were talking about this sort of thing, and if Sean wasn't a chronic liar, <laughs> all the, constantly, all, all the time. But if there are any law enforcement officers listening, we did not do anywhere near 193 kilometers an hour. Uh, uh, I wouldn't know. Hey Siri, how many miles per hour is 193 kilometers per hour? One hundred ninety-three kilometers per hour. So nowhere near one hundred twenty miles per hour. Mm-hmm. That we didn't do. No, we didn't do that. We wouldn't do that. We wouldn't do that. Never. 
<laughs> um, and so we uh, took off to uh, uh, Egmont. Egmont, uh, and then you get on another ferry. Although although Sunshine Coast isn't an island, there are no roads on and off the Sunshine Coast. So you have to pretty much take a, either a logging ferry road. Ferry hopping, really. Ferry hopping. Um, so if, so we went from Gibson's, drove up to Egmont to Earl's Cove, it's called, right? Yes. That's the ferry That's landing. the ferry landing. Ferry landing is called Earl's Cove. And then you hop on this little, little ferry, little cute little ferry. Um, if you watch the videos that I posted on YouTube, uh, about our, uh, trips from Vancouver, that pretty much is half the size of the ferry in that video. Uh, it took about 45 minutes. Yes. Lovely, beautiful. Beautiful. Beautiful really. ferry ride through spectacular scenery, mm -hmm. through uh, islands and, and coastline and just unbelievable beauty mm. to a little area called Powell River. Mm -hmm. The landing's called Sultry Bay. Sultry Bay. And then you're 20 minutes outside of Powell River. And Powell River, even though, no, correct me if I'm wrong, Powell River is twice as big as Gibson's, but it didn't feel like it. Driving yeah. through, it felt like a small, smaller town than... Is there more to Powell River than what is on that main road that we were on? Well, you'd have to go up the side streets, but not too much, really? no. I, I suppose the whole surrounding area it, that they, they consider Powell River, the whole area has twice as many people as Gibson's. I was expecting it being twice as big as Gibson's to have... It's more spread out it, than Gibson's. It seems to be, yeah. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so, quite frankly, there's not a lot there. No, I think it used to be more bustling. Mm. The mill is half capacity, or I don't if know that. what capacity, yeah. if that. Yeah. The mill, um, by the way, was at one point the largest pulp and paper mill in the world. In the world. I was reading Wikipedia. At one point, the paper mill at Powell River served one in every 25 papers, newspapers in the world was printed on paper that came out of the mill. Wow. Which is amazing. That it's is amazing. Pretty cool. Yeah, so there's a historic section yep. that will not be touched. It's, it's a national historic site for Nas Canada. National historic site for Canada. And as you found out, it now has become a city. It's yes, officially, officially a city. city. And um, so we, we blew through Powell River. My, my friend Martin Ginsborg, Ginsborn, sorry, uh, if you are ever in Powell River, he says Casa del Sol mm -hmm. is the Mexican restaurant. It's a little. You should go to. He raves about it. Every mm -hmm. time someone mentions Powell River, he says, go to, go to Casa del Sol. Oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> um, but we blew through Powell River to go to a small town called Lund, a little coastal town. And Lund is the place you go to if you want to go across to the island. Mm-hmm. And that's um, a, there's a ferry that goes to Coma. No, 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 no. You go from Powell River oh, to go okay. over to Vancouver oh, Island. That's right. From Lund, you can go to all sorts of... Lund is really a, a landing for it's boats and, and, and little but, sea taxis that take you over to islands but and But Lund is the end of the road for the road. It, it's the end. It's that... What, what did the plaque mile say? Mile zero. Mile zero for mm -hmm. Highway 101. We were actually at mile zero of Highway 101. And it turns out from that point in Lund, you can... Go to Chile. Yeah, all the way to Chile. The roads connect. Mm -hmm. 15,000 kilometers mm -hmm. all the way to Chile. Yes. Which is kind of cool. <laughs> it is kind of cool. Got a picture of you at, at mile zero. Stopped off at the Pender Harbor. Pender Harbor. The, um, what was the name of the pub we were at? Oh, well, we went to the pub in Lund. It was, it was, was it called the Lund pub? Ooh. I, I took a picture of it. Oh, good. Because uh, it was such a cute little pub. Cute little waitress. It was lovely. It was, it was utterly lovely. Um, it is called the the Lund Hotel Pub. The palm trees outside. Yeah, man. Which is just always throws me off seeing palm trees in Canada, anywhere in Canada. Palm trees. I know. Out. But there are palm trees outside. It, it, it's it's obviously a 
uh, fishing and boating community. There's Very much. All kinds of boats in and mm. out. Really pretty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually went there for the bakery, but being late in the day, the bakery didn't have a whole lot of. No, it's pretty depleted, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. So I wasn't. I was. I'm glad we went. Uh huh. Um, then we turned around and came back. We did. We made it very quickly <laughs> back. Not too quick. Uh, we made it leisurely back to no, <laughs> Soldier no, no, Bay. No, 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 no. <laughs> we had. So I'm an inveterate timer of things. So I always check the time it takes me to get from point A to point B. And so I knew that to get from our front door to the ferry in Earl's Cove was one hour and 19 minutes. And then when we got to Sultry Bay, I discovered it was 18 minutes, no, 25 minutes from Sultry Bay to Earl's Cove. So that was that way I, we could figure out if we're piddling around in, in, in uh, Powell River when we have to leave to catch the four. It was 25 third. minutes from Sultry Bay to where? To the beach in, in Powell River. In Powell River, not Earl's Cove. Not Earl's Cove, no. And so... Uh, I mean, I keep, I'm sorry, I keep getting the names right. Yeah, mm, Powell, mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. Beach and Powell River. And so 18, uh, 25 minutes, we knew if we were in that spot in Powell River. Yes, at the beach. We could, we could get to the ferry. Yes. So then we go off to Lund. And Lund was an additional 18 minutes. Yes. From um, the beach in Powell River to Lund. Yes. So we have a nice leisurely lunch. We had uh, fried oysters. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize oysters were a thing in that area. There are oyster farms. There's also oh, there's fish oyster. farms up there. Lots of fish farms. I didn't realize yes, that. unfortunately. Unfortunately, yeah. I don't. I don't eat. I don't buy farmed fish. I only ever buy fresh fish. Mm-hmm. Wild, that wild, wild caught fish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we looked at the clock. The next ferry was going to leave at four fifty-five. It had taken us forty-eight minutes to get from. Sultry Bay. Oh, to Sultry, yes. To Lund. To Lund. So in theory, it would take us 48 minutes to get back. Yes, in theory. We were 48 Mm. minutes away from the ferry. We were literally bang on time to get to the ferry. Oh, okay. So if we left at that moment, Mm -hmm. and we did the exact same speed Mm -hmm. going back, as we we would be there just in time for the ferry. Like just, just, just. So off we go. You know, the problem is, this is, these are coastal roads, these are single lane roads, mm-hmm. uh, single lane one way roads, there's very few passing lanes, very curvy, very windy. If you're behind a slow car, you're screwed, mm-hmm. you're done. And you really hate that person in that you slow really, car, it's you awful. You want them to die, like, you want them to fall It's just awful mountain. the feelings you get. Because, as it turns out, as I was noticing, we would have had to have averaged 100 kilometers an hour to get from Lund to Sultry Bay. To get to the ferry. Yeah. That was, we were like, I saw one sign said we were 10 kilometers away and we had 10 minutes to yes, get to the ferry. Yes, yes, we did. So that that's was, right. that's 100 kilometers an hour. Mm-hmm. Well, the speed limit's 80. Mm-hmm. And you got to make up the speed you lose from the slow cars. You do. So if you got to average 100 and you've been doing 60, you got to do you 140. Gotta, you got to. You got to. We made, hypothetically... Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is what we're thinking. We don't really know. <laughs> Hypothetically, we may or may not have passed several cars on double yellows. <laughs> yes. 
Now, no, I don't remember that bit. No, I don't think we did. In our defense, this is all in our imagination. This didn't yes. actually really happen. Uh-uh. Your Honor, I deny all of this. Yes. I wasn't there that day. Uh, one of the great things about a motorcycle that makes it so much fun is the acceleration on a motorcycle is... It's like an electric car. It's instantaneous almost if you if you know how to if you know what you're doing. So a motorcycle doesn't require the passing distance that a car does. A car you've got to you know speed up and and pull out and it takes you you know half a kilometer, half a mile to pass somebody, a quarter mile in in a car. It takes me twenty meters on a motorcycle. You know you can do it very very quickly, especially on a bike like mine. It's designed to go very very quick. So yeah, we and I was very happy that you weren't you weren't squealing. You weren't you were perfectly comfortable back there. You didn't. I didn't feel you tense up. I didn't feel you squeeze extra tight when I was um, th- hypothetically no, passing. You had made assumptions about me because I, I was a woman that I wasn't. No, going. no, no, not because you're a woman, but because I, mean, you're, I am a woman. Yes. I wasn't was a no, woman. No, <laughs> it's because you're you're a uh, inexperienced rider, an inexperienced person on a motorcycle on my mo- motorcycle and on my kind of motorcycle. Your ex was a Harley guy mm-hmm. that does not have the kind of acceleration that my bike does. Your ex's bike also had a, a, a backrest for you. No, it didn't. Oh, it didn't have a backrest. No, I'm it sorry. didn't have I'm a backrest. Sorry. Um, but yeah, certainly you, so you can't, his bike could not accelerate the way mine did. No. So the kind of acceleration, I mean, I still remember the very first time I pinned the throttle on my bike and almost peed myself because it was just so insanely fast. Mm-hmm. So it can freak people out who, who aren't ready for it. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm well past the time in my life where I want to scare you in the back of the bike. Oh, no. And I'm not 20 years scared. old that wants the girl to hug him tighter kind of thing. No. That's what 20-year-old boys do. I, I, I would never do that. Okay. I would never intentionally scare you on the bike. Mm-hmm. You may get scared on the bike just because it's a motorcycle. It's, it's a scary thing. And because you're the passenger, and I always admire passengers more than riders because you have no control of the bike whatsoever. Nope. And you don't know what the hell I'm doing. Nope. You don't have a clue what's going on. Although on, on I keep front. very, I keep very tuned in. I'm not a passive yeah. passenger. No, you're a very, you're a great passenger. You yeah. are the, the the biggest compliment a, a rider can give a a passenger is that they act like a backpack. Yes. That when I move, uh, the backpack moves. And yes. Because I anticipate yeah. what you're going to do. Yeah. Um, so no, you're 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 a fantastic passenger. Um, how did your butt feel? Three, my, almost 300 kilometers is a long day. Yeah, my butt's fine. It's it's my right hip gets a little, I think, because I'm very, I tend to lean over to the right more to look over your shoulder. Yeah. I'm trying to balance that out. But, yeah, no, it's more that hip area that gets a bit, plus I pushed myself in yoga yes. yesterday. I pushed my body, so my body's getting older. But that's good. It's good that we can go. The other advantage is that trip, because it's a stop and go trip, that 300 kilometers didn't feel like 300 kilometers because we, we, we drove, we rode for an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And you get off the ferry. And go, yep. And got in the ferry for 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. And you rode for another hour and a half. And you stopped and had lunch. And then you, you did that in reverse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a whole lot different than if you had done, and you can do it on, on, on a bike, 400 kilometers in one shot. Mm. Now, I've, I've done forced march rides where you just had to get to Ohio out of Nashville. And you do 300 kilometers in one go. Mm. Now you don't get off the bike for two and a half hours. Mm. You know, you're just on the interstate for, for two, three hours. Mm-hmm. And those are really hard miles. That's yeah, but nice. I don't want to go in an interstate. No, no, I avoid them as much as possible. Oh. That, but that particular trip, we, we had to be someplace as soon as possible. So. Mm. Anyway, it was it was fun. It was a blast. Uh, and, and I'm still very happy to hear that you were still interested in getting your own bike. Yes, if I don't get too old. See, now you said that before. And what happened? We went to Vancouver. I, that put that thought out of your mind. 
we met that wonderful, wonderful elderly couple just biking. They were both in their 70s. Unreal. And they've been everywhere. They've been to Portugal. They'd been um, Europe, New Zealand, um, all up and down the the uh, coast of the United States. How many times? 20-something times, they said. Just wonderful. But for me... The, the cool- same kind of bike as Sean's. Thanks for ruining that line. Jesus Christ. All right, moving on. He hates it when I do that. <laughs> I've ruined one of his lines. <laughs> for me, the... I'm going to ignore it and, and, and move on. <laughs> for, for me, the, the coolest part about them was that this was an old couple, and they were in their 70s. He was 72, she was 71. And they weren't riding an old Harley or new Harley. They weren't riding a Goldwing. They were riding a sport touring bike. They were riding my FJR, which is very, very unusual because it's generally not considered to be a, a, I don't want to say it this way, but I have to, an old person's bike. Usually an old person's bike is a cruiser because they're more comfortable. Well, you see them. You see the old people around on the cruisers. They're either either the, um, the sport cruiser of the Goldwing, which is a big, plush, comfortable bike, or the kind of cruisers of Yamaha or Harley. There's bigger, comfortable bikes. But this guy was on a bike, my bike, that, you know, he's not a, it's a, it's, it's a rocket. It's a big, fat sport bike. That's how we describe it. It's, it's, it's a sport bike, but that, that's a fat sport bike. It goes really fast. So good for both of them. Oh, yeah. And it was immaculate. Oh, yeah. It was beautiful. He had a 2007. Bike. Oh. And it looked just mint. It, it looked gorgeous. brand new. Mm-hmm. He kept it beautiful. That bike was is almost 12 years old, and it looks like it came off the showroom yesterday. It does. Yeah. My bike's less than four, and looks like it's been road hard and put up wet. <laughs> My poor bike is just trashed. It does not look nearly as good as his. But uh, mm-hmm. I was say, it was, it was really nice meeting them. It was great. We met some great people today, too. We did, on, on the ferry. You, didn't, you weren't. I was disappointed a little bit, because you weren't looking at the scenery. I wanted you to see some of the scenery more but maybe next time i took a lot of pictures a lot of video of the scenery mm. uh we met these four uh, youngish ladies who uh girls be tripping girls be tripping they were four uh two sisters their aunt and a good friend from college just out for a girls weekend or a girls well week. no they do it once a year once a year yeah because I said, oh, girls be tripping. That's how I approached Because they all had little matching little t-shirts, t-shirts on that yeah. said, girls be tripping. So, yeah, they're doing Good the Sunshine them. Coast this year. Good for them. Give them business cards and hopefully they can come to Lisbon with us. I think they'd be fun. That'd, that'd be fun. <laughs> be fun. Uh, as always, emails to dltu at yml.me. We got an email from uh, this uh, strange little person. Uh, hey, I'm looking for advice. My friend Melissa has this mean husband named Sean who's rude to me. Won't let me borrow his hat and won't let me have free ice cream. Mm. How can I get Melissa to marry me instead? <laughs> Sarah. Uh, Sarah, she doesn't play for that team. <laughs> She's a love. We don't need to get married, honey. Also, Melissa says I should start my own advice chat. So I'm wondering if you two would want to tell the audience to send their advice emails to me <laughs> and I can be your advice girl on this show. No. I wish Sarah could start her own podcast. She thing. can. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Can she? Yeah. Even with her accent she device? Can, she can use the voice control on, on her accent That device. would be cool. But she can't be on this one. No, I know. We don't, need, we don't need a device girl. We have us. <laughs> She's trying. You got to give her points for that. Got to horn her way into my show. Unbelievable. <laughs> See how mean he is, Sarah. Oh, I am. <laughs> 
he's quite open about Sarah, I won't, I won't get my wife my ice cream. So you ain't no chance of you getting my ice cream. He does so give me his ice cream. I do not. Have I ever given you any ice cream out of my bowl? Yes. Out of my bowl? Yes, sure. Out of the container in the fridge I have. No, I've out never, of your no, bowl. No, yes, you have. Okay, fine, me. whatever. Uh, once it's in the, once Not it, anymore, you don't, because we've been married my, for more than six months, so it's done now. Once it's in my bowl, it's mine. Okay, fine. I'm, you're pa- lucky I share my m and In the past. Really? When it was all fresh and new, yes, you did <laughs> give me some ice cream out of your bowl. A couple of times, actually. We... I think we've you are, are, are I'm trying to figure out how to say this in in certain ways you are more educated than I am you, oh. you, you, you have a college degree I have a university degree we don't call it college oh, here we call it sorry. university it's different here in North America it's the same the word college university no it's not <clears throat> if I went to Langara I could get university level courses but i don't believe that if you and they've got to be transferable to the university and they're really hoity-toity when it comes to that so yes go on i have a degree from a university <laughs> langara college is not the same as the university of british columbia or San, or simon fraser but go on are you finished yeah i'm just okay. making it clear you're the one that likes to have information accurate and and clear on what it is really so i'm letting you know are you done? For now. <laughs> Melissa has a university d- degree. I do. I do not. Um, but I pride myself on my, uh, in particular, knowledge of words. I yes. know I know a lot of words. You are vi- well. That's one of the things that you're wonderful at. Yes. But I'm in. In Melissa has this wonderful. Uh, they're called either spoonerisms or malaprops, where you'll mishmash words up. And, 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 and it's very, very funny. But every now and then, she'll come up with a word, and I'll go, that's not a word. And she'll go, yes, it is. No, it's not. So you made that word up. It sounds like this word, but you actually meant this word. She goes, no, I meant, meant the word I said. I'm like, oh, bullshit. Hey, Siri, what's this word? And Siri goes, it's this. And I go, holy shit, it I is. I love it when I do that. There's two <laughs> words in particular. Yes. You've used recently. The first one that you ever did was the word perseverate. Perseverate. Use perseverate in a sentence. Um, I was observing the child and he tended to perseverate on his fingers. See, now, when you said that, I thought you meant persevere. Mm. And I'm like, no, you mean persevere. You're like, no, I mean perseverate. No, pers- per- what? Just the word is perseverate. Perseverate is actual is actually a word. I had no idea. Do you want to tell the audience what perseverate means? Well, pers- oh, um, just read the definition. I've been on a long ride. <laughs> perseverate means to ruminate on something or to to not be able to to move your focus away from it. You're perseverating on it. Repeat or prolong an action, thought, or utterance after the stimulus that prompted it has ceased. That's right. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So I, I was very, very impressed. Now Sean knows a new word, perseverate. It is a word that is uh, primarily, uh, according to psychology, psychiatry, and speech-language pathology. It's not a word that us normal folks would ever oh, know Oh, I'm about. sorry. I guess it's sort of a medical term. Yeah. 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 I didn't realize it was, it was a medical term. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then a couple of nights ago, we are lying in bed talking, and you said, 
surficial. I said surficial. And I laughed and said, what did you say? You said surficial. I said, you meant superficial. You said, no, I meant surficial. There's no such word as surficial. <laughs> it's superficial. Now I go, whatever, dude. And <laughs> <laughs> I go, you know, look it up. I don't care anymore. And it turns out surficial is actually a word. Yes, it is. I had no idea. Surficial. <laughs> Relating to the Earth's surface. Yes. Now, you were using it a little... Yes, but you can use it in that way. Yeah. Like, that's very superficial. In... Well, you could. Superficial was a better use of the word, but surficial is an is a acceptable use of the word. How's that? Thank you. But I was very impressed that, that yes. um, I've le- you've, no, you've learned no words from me. I've learned two from oh, you. Oh, no, I've learned words from you. Well, you've never told me that. But you don't want to let me know? <laughs> well, but when you say them, I know what they mean. Like, uh, yeah, no, I've, I've learned words from you. Sometimes you say things I don't know what they mean, but I just don't ask you. <laughs> I was like, what was that? Oh, it doesn't really matter. Why not? <laughs> because in the moment, it doesn't really matter. How do you learn things if you don't ask? I ask questions all the time, but it just, yeah. Just, just I didn't ask you questions about certain words. Not many, maybe two or three. We were talking the other day about what is what and who is cool. Oh, yes. And this had a fortunate, unfortunate racial component to it. Yes. Melissa could not name easily, quickly, any cool white guys. Not easily, quickly, no. You eventually came up with? I came up with, well, Daniel Craig, I think, is probably number one. Because he's, well, as James Bond, he is pretty cool. I don't know what he's like in his real life, but... As James Bond, he's pretty cool. Okay, name another cool white guy. George Clooney. Yes. I see, I, th- I would say George Clooney is he's cooler, cooler than Daniel Craig. Because George Clooney, my impression is, and I don't, we don't know either of these people. No. We're, we're talking about our asses here. Mm-hmm. Don't listen to us. That's why it's called this. <laughs> um, George Clooney in real life seems cooler than Daniel Craig. He seems effortlessly cool. He really does. Just this, and, and in, in a very suave, sort of a graceful way. Yes. He's got he's got a lot of, yeah, so he's pretty cool. He's, I think my friend Jay Curtis is going to grow up to be George Clooney. I fucking hate Jay. I think if your friend Jay hasn't grown up already to become oh, George yes. Clooney, then he's not going to. You don't think so? His face is too long. George Clooney has this. True. Pr- I mean, George Clooney is like. He's perfect. He's perfect. I, I'd, I'd switch teams for George I mean, Clooney. my God. Well, I would. Oh, I don't have to switch teams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, him and Brad Pitt and See, no, oh my no, God. No, you said Brad Pitt. I don't think of Brad Pitt no, as being No, you're cool. right. No, I thought about that later. But he can be cool in certain roles. No, He's I'm talking about the, what cool. we know about them in their real life. Oh, well, I don't really know. Because everyone's acting. I mean, everyone can act cool. Right, I mean? and that guy, that beautiful big black guy. That no, no, in, we're just talking about, hang on. I'm oh, I'm about white sorry. Guys right now. Um, yeah, so those three, although now we're just deciding that Brad's maybe not so cool. He just looks so perfect. Oh, he is. It's hard not, oh yeah, my he's God. He's definitely a gorgeous man. I have no problem admitting that. Um, but I don't perceive him as being cool. He, is, he can be cool in movies. Very. But what I know, but that's acting, so that doesn't count. Hmm, you know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, it is much, uh, in my mind, it was more difficult to name cool. White guys. White guys. Why? Now, and the question I had was, why is that? Maybe it's our definition of what cool is. or it, Yeah, isn't it interesting? And I think black people have just, uh, it's the way they move their body. It's the way they talk. It's all that. 
makes them cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because it's easy to name cool black guys. Okay, I, go. I could name you 100. Okay, go. Let's do 10. Michael Jordan, Idris Elba. Um, oh, I've forgotten this guy's name. I've, I've got it in my head. Um, most of them are athletes. Most of the ones I think of being cool are athletes. Um, basketball player. Now plays for the Lakers. Uh, LeBron James. So there's my. There's, there's three right there, just off the top of my head. That big black guy that plays... Um that, that you said might could be a good bond. Idris Elba. That's oh, was that Elba. who you said? Oh, he's just so cool. Folks, if you haven't seen it, uh, Idris does a um, a British TV show called Luther. Oh, it's so, it's very dark. You gotta like the British style of show. Oh, this yes, is very not, much. This is not a, um, a crime of the week type show. Like oh we have, no, like we have in, in North American police dramas. Mm-mm. This is a very very dark, odd, um, quirky. Show with, uh, like I said, if you're not used to British drama, uh, it might throw you off, but stick with it. It's Mm, spectacular. Very, very good. Very intense. Yes. Very 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 dark. Don't watch it if you want to feel good. (laughs) Same with the other show we just started watching, um, Stan Lee's Lucky Man. Also very intense and very dark. It gets more intense. We weren't seen the first two episodes. It also gets more intense and and darker. Does it? I, I, I tend to like British dramas more than American ones because American ones tend to be very formulaic. Like the the, the every single um legal police or medical show on T V is very formulaic. Mm-hmm. It's here's the crime, here's us trying to solve the crime, here's us solving the crime, done. Yep. Every week exactly. Yeah. I stopped watching I used to love watching um a show called Elementary. Have you heard of it? Well, you uh, no. I think you showed me one. It's an interesting it. idea in the sense that Watson is a female in this one, Lucy Liu. Oh, okay. Who I love. I love yes. Lucy Liu. Oh, yes. And this British actor who plays Sherlock Holmes. Oh no, I haven't seen it. And and it's set in New York, so there's the changes of it. Pretty much the Sherlock character is the same quirky, weird Sherlock guy that we're used to, an asshole, all that usual stuff. But it's very formulaic. It's it's. They discover the crime. He figures out things. He gets things wrong. He comes back to it. He gets it right. Move, move on every mm. single week. Mm. So I stopped watching it like a couple mm. of seasons ago. I know. It gets too boring. Yeah. The Brits never yeah. did formulaic kind of things. They just, I don't know. And anything that America takes that is British and tries to make it their own, it just doesn't work. They ruin it quite often. Yeah. They just don't get the sensibility of why that show they was don't. good. In that sense, in the first place, like I think the office, uh, the office to me, the British one is just oh my god, you can hardly watch it. It's I can't just, watch either of them; they're both painful. <gasps> they're just painful, they're but the really British are. one definitely more so no. than the. There's very American few one. British shows that Americans have have done well. A lot of folks don't realize that All in the Family with Archie Bunker was a British show that was brought over that was done very very well. Oh. Um, they've they've tried doing Faulty Towers several times. Oh no, they couldn't do that. And they failed. Um, um, B. Arthur was the innkeeper at one point. Um, John John Larroquette was the innkeeper at one point. I think Roseanne actually tried to to, to do a version of it too. Oh and they no, they all suck. Oh they just don't no, get, you couldn't. Just don't get why Basil Faulty was. Truth be told, though, if you ever see an interview with uh, John Cleese, John Cleese is the same thing. He said, I don't know why people love Basil. He's the worst person in the world. Oh, he's awful. No, no, I can't stand. Well, because every time you watch Faulty Towers, 
you know, it starts off and you want things to work out for Basil. You want Basil to calm down and breathe and enjoy his life. And he just gets himself into more and more and more deeper, deeper trouble. He's but just it's pathetic. Always, always his own fault. Always. He'll never admit it. Never. No, nothing accidental ever happened to no, Basil. The, it was always his fault. That's right. It was always. The other thing that's fascinating about, about Faulty Towers, for those folks who are may have seen it years ago and haven't seen it in a while, it feels like there are 100 episodes. There's only 12. Mm. They only ever did two seasons. They mm. did the first six uh, shows. And off, again, people may not realize this, but um, John Cleese was married. To, to Polly. To Polly. Mm-hmm. And they wrote the show together. Mm-hmm. They got divorced. There was, a, I think, a year-long break between, between uh, show number six and show number seven. And they did, they did six more shows and then, then stopped. Mm-hmm. But because, I remember uh, an interview with Cleese saying that you know the average sitcom um, script is 20 to 30 pages. A Faulty Tower script would be 200 pages. Mm-hmm. Because mm. they, they put so much So much stuff dialogue in, in it. And, and yeah. not only dialogue, so much storylines. Every single episode had three or four different, they had the A story, the B story, the C story, and the D story. Yes. So a lot of times you'll say to someone, oh, remember this in Faulty Towers? This story? Like, oh, I love that episode. Well, this was in it too. No, it's a whole different episode. You'd think it's a different episode. Right. But they were all in the same one. So there'd mm. be four stories in the one episode that would eventually get all tied up. And, and, and But it was... I, I'll watch that over and over and over again. Oh, I used to watch marathons of it yeah. in Australia. It's they possibly one of the it. single funniest short shows. Short, Incredible. Short um, just fall down funny. Poor, poor Manuel. Poor Manuel. Always felt so bad for Manuel. And Polly was so sensible and so she could have, you know, yeah. And his wife was just so detached and, oh my gosh. I wish that either Cleese or Polly or somebody would write the prehistory of Faulty Towers. Yes, how they got there. How they got there. <laughs> how all those four people, Basil and and and, and uh, Polly and Manuel and what's his wife's name? Uh, oh my god. And it's not coming to me right the, now. Moving the, on. The Viper. Um, how they all got together. Cuz I think that would be a funny show of how Basil Faulty married this woman. Yeah, I because feel they, like it, it was her money. They don't feel like they should be together. They don't oh. really like each other very oh, much. Oh, no, they can't stand each other. No, it's all in, they're enduring it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yes. So, and the question is, why are they enduring it? Is it because because the, it's British. Because the British, they have to. Yeah. And there's a certain, uh, st- they're at a certain level in the hierarchy of society that they, they just have He's to keep going. He's terrified of her, and she has zero respect for him. Oh, none. <laughs> she can't stand him. He doesn't deserve him. any respect. For, he for doesn't, actually. He, if you talk to British folks, um, he's the perfect example of what you call a seagull, someone who's lily white from from sorry, lily white from above, or no, what is it? Anyway, for anyone who's of a higher social class than Basil, he will kiss their ass. Oh, he will. He's anyone disgusting who's lower that way. Social He'll class. Look down on them like they're just yeah. dirt. Yeah, exactly. It's so funny. That's what he does. Brilliant TV. <laughs> I didn't even want to go and watch my Basil Faulties again. Mm. Brilliant show. What do we got in our folder for stuff? I think we got... Oh, um... <laughs> I don't think you, my beautiful, young, gorgeous, vivacious wife, <laughs> get this. 
yesterday, we sent our son Rory off to two weeks to go hang out with his dad. It's very cool. Rory, Rory loves his dad, obviously. Uh, makes sense. Uh, but him and his dad do completely different things than what we do with Rory when he's here. And he goes on adventures, which is really cool. You know, they are going amazingly, going camping up into an area that just I couldn't imagine going. His dad's a very adventurous guy. Yes, and he's very outdoorsy too. I am grateful. I've had many phenomenal adventures. Yeah. So, for the first time, I got to meet your ex-husband. You did. And this is one of those things that is fraught, fraught with momentum and expectation and just meaning. You yeah. Don't you feel the same way that if you met one of my exes that you would, there'd be something there? Oh, of course. Okay. Of course. Yes, you didn't yes. seem to understand why I was so... Mm. No, if you put it, of course. No, yes. Of course I understand. So, and this maybe, okay, tell me if women are different in this regard. For men, it's very, very important. For, let me back this up, for shallow, immature men like myself... It's very important that I look better than him. It's <laughs> but it's the same with a woman. Is it? Very much. It's very important that in, in if when your wife looks at the two, when she looks at her past and present simultaneously, that she thinks to herself, I made a good choice. <laughs> Not, damn it. You know? Yes. If, if, even subconsciously, if you, if you make that comparison, and you do. Of course. You got the guy is hoping that that she's looking at the present and going, "Yep, I made I made the right choice. I'm, I'm married up, right." And from a guy's point of view, and again, this is from the immature, shallow guys raising my hand. <laughs> I I am one. I need to be perceived by him as a better person than he is. Hmm. It's it's compl- but you can't make someone. That perceive that yes, you can by your presence, by the way you treat them, though by the way you enter into their space. Mm-hmm. I can intimidate people by getting in their space, right? Yes. So I can make you perceive me in certain ways. I suppose so. I guess. So, first thing first, um, and and. I don't know if we should or can say this, but Sean can be moody, and sometimes you don't know how he's whether he's going to be well, receptive. When I was to, with him, yeah, yes, yeah. he was very much unpredictable that way. But today or yesterday, he was lovely. He he was so happy to see his son, which makes it's perfect beautiful, sense. Beautiful, yeah. Got great big hugs from from Rory, um, and I shook his hand, and I was so happy to shake this man's hand and realize. He got a little wimpy handshake. He's, he's, yeah, he's, but he was hugging his son no, at the no, same no, time. No, 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 no. Don't, don't make excuses he for him. He didn't come in. I thought men, well, I don't know about the whole handshake thing, but I thought a man should come in strong. Yeah, but even in that position, you can still grip another man's hand firmly. Okay. And he didn't. Okay. All right? Well, I think that's why I said let's move away and give them a chance. Because yes, his, his son had just thrown himself into yes. his arms. So. so that was, you know, score one for Sean. All right. Score one for petty, immature Sean. Right. Secondly, I'm a lot bigger than he is. (laughs) Yes, you are. He's not not meant to be the insult it sounds to be. He is perfectly average. He's about 5'9", 5'10", 160 pounds. Is he 5'11"? 
think he's 5'11". Really? Yeah, he's, he's almost six foot. He's very slim. He's a wiry he's, guy. He's very, I used to call him lithe. Lithe, yes. That, that yes. Was it. I am husky, shall we say. Yes. Um, I'm 6'3", so I'm, 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 I beat him there. You do. I'm taller than he is. You are. I'm fatter than he is. No. So if he were sumo, he'd be down. He would be down. He would lose you sumo. Could, yeah, he's good at martial arts, though, but I'm I don't know. I'm talking sumo. Oh, you to sumo. Okay. Sumo. Yep, yep, yep. So, strike uh, point two. For, yeah, this is getting good in your favor. Mm-hmm. And then number th- <laughs> number three, he looks so old. Well, he's been through. I, I mean, the whole thing put him through a lot. It's been very, very difficult for him. I don't look nearly as old as he does. No, you don't, sweetheart. I'm so happy about that. Well, I think he's a bit older than you. He's don't a few care. years older than don't you. Don't care. Okay. He's so. all gray. Well, he was always gray when I met him. Oh, really? When I met him. He had very, very dark hair, but he had a big gray lip oh, yeah. at the front. Like he's, he's gone very gray because his father went gray very early he's in got life. Got a warlock look going on. So he had a gray lip at the front, and then over time it started to get much more, you know, salt and pepperish. And yeah, so he is, he's gone gray earlier. Jeff, no, Jeff I, on, on Twitter, I wrote, finally met my wife's ex husband. Seems like a nice guy, but it has to be said, I'm significantly taller than he is. I feel so much better about myself. <laughs> and Jeff Knight tweets, Sean, you're tall and small all at once. Uh, it's true. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of all, uh-huh. I will completely admit to it. I will completely admit to this being childish and immature and shallow. Oh, yeah, but I can be the same, and I'm small. I'm small and small. But it's 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 a thing that we human beings do. Oh, we do. Of course you're going to meet someone and compare yourself in every way and tr- try and sing your own graces to be better than the ex. So are, are you saying that you would feel the same way? You never meet my ex-wife, but some ex-girlfriend, you, you would feel the same mm-hmm. way? Well, you're still connected with all your exes, Sean. You know what's going on in their lives. You're, <laughs> you have all sorts of stuff. So that's a very different thing. I know nothing about Sean's life. He has his life. I have my life. We go on on a parallel motion. So it's different because you stay connected. You have all these little... Yeah, little uh, sort of ins into their life, which makes it very difficult. You say it that way, and you sh- I wish you wouldn't. We're just friends. That's all. I like staying friends. No, because I've said that um, that threads between people like that can be um, a difficult thing. It can develop into things that a person that is now with partnering that other person has to kind of be aware of. You don't have to be aware of it with me. Well... There's been circumstances where I think I do have to be aware of it. I know you think you do, but you don't. Well, thinking is pretty powerful. Stuttgart, Germany. A court judge must decide on a case of honorable intentions in a situation where a man hired his neighbor to get his wife pregnant. Seems that Demetrius Sopolos, 29, his former beauty clean wife, Tratya, wanted a child badly, but Demetrius was told by a doctor that he was sterile. So Sopolis, after calming his wife's protest, hired his neighbor, Frank Mouse, 34, to impregnate her. Since Mouse was already married and the father of two children, plus looked very much like Sopolis to boot, the plan seemed like a good one. Okay. Sopolis paid Mouse 2500 bucks for the job, and for three evenings a week for the next six months, Mouse tried desperately... Oh, a desperately total, and vigorously and... A, a total of 72 different times. I'm sorry, but you kind of do it once at the right time of the month. Why on earth were they trying so hard? When his own wife objected, he explained, I don't like this any more than you. I'm simply doing it for the money. 
Okay. Yeah, right. Speaking of shallow, immature men. When Trope failed to get pregnant for six months, however, Sopolos was not understanding and insisted that Mouse have a medical examination, which he did. The doctor announced that Mouse was sterile. Yeah, I mean, give me it. They didn't do that at the beginning? Oh, my goodness. What a great big but, pile but, of crap wait, now. Wait, wait, wait. Mouse was also sterile, shocked everyone except his wife, who was forced to confess that Mouse was not the father of their children. Oh, no. It just keeps getting worse. Oh, my God. Uh-oh. Mouse Sopolos is suing Mouse for the breach of contract and effort to get his money back. Mouse refused to give it up because he said he did not guarantee consequences. <laughs> They did they write up any legal But only that he'd give it an honest effort. Oh, no. The guy's got to maybe give back half of the money or... You know what the worst part of that story? Completely fake. It's one of those stories that runs around the internet every six months because it looks... the, the, The gif looks like a news story. There's a pretty girl in it. It sounds plausible. Everyone's passed that on to everybody. It's a fake story. Why do they do that, though? What's the point of doing such a thing? Of doing the, the sending the story? Yes. Uh, just because people want to get I don't, get noticed. Or, oh, I don't, I don't know. my God. I don't know. Oh, jeez. <laughs> God help us. Um, there are 15 products you can only buy in Canada. Canadian milk chocolate. I did not know that we had Canadian milk chocolate. We make it here? Like where? Crispy Crunch. Oh. Are only made in Canada. Okay. Arrow bars. Wonder bars. <gasps> yeah. While the name and texture of these candies bar are made differently, all contain the same unique Canadian chocolate. There is a Canadian preference for a sweeter, creamier milk chocolate opposed to the gritty, bitter taste of American chocolate. In 2013, the Hershey Company changed its formula to develop a milky or creamy chocolate that is unique to Canadian chocolate. Mm-hmm. Even Canadian versions of popular American chocolate bars such as Kit Kat and Reese's Peanut Butter Cups taste completely different. And that's true. I remember when I moved to the States and went to get a, ch- a chocolate bar, and I love Kit Kat bars. When you bought a Kit Kat bar, I went, ew, this tasted completely, did not taste like a Canadian chocolate bar. Oh. And so we get chocolate bars here in Canada that Americans don't get. Coffee Crisp. Mm-hmm. Americans don't know what a coffee crisp bar is. Mm-hmm. But the same with them, too. They've got a bunch of chocolate. That, that oh, yeah. Have. Australia's got a whole bunch. Oh, yeah. Wow. So. Cherry ripes. <coughs> Kraft dinner. Are you kidding? The Americans call it mac- macaroni and cheese. We're yeah. the only ones who call it Kraft dinner. Yeah, but or, where's or it KD. made? It's it, it, well, made. It's it's Kraft. Kraft's an American company. Oh. Um, it, it's also the unofficial food of Canada. Yes, yes. Canadians eat more craft dinner than any other nation My on, in the world. My son loves it. That was the first thing he learned how to make all on his own was craft dinner. <laughs> 1.7 million boxes of craft uh, dinner is sold each uh, a year. Out of the seven, sorry, 1.7 million boxes is sold in Canada each year. Uh, out of the seven million sold globally, sorry, each week. Wow. One seventh of it is consumed in Canada. Yes, you can get similar pasta and powdered cheese concoctions in the U.S., but you can't find the KD packaging anywhere in the United States. Something else I didn't know that you couldn't get anywhere else in the world. And when you live in a place, you assume that everyone else has the same stuff. Yes. Butter tarts. 
Oh, yes. Butter tarts are Canadian. I didn't know butter tarts were Canadian. Yes. Same with Nanaimo bars. I, Nanaimo I, I knew because they're called Nanaimo bars. Mm-hmm. But Americans mm-hmm. have never heard of butter tarts or... They have, yeah. they, they have pecan tarts, which are very similar. Yes, very similar, but not quite. Yes, my mother-in-law used to make butter tarts all the time. Milk by the bag? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Do I they used still to buy, have that here? I haven't seen it for a very long time. I used to buy milk by the bag. No. Yeah, because I could freeze it. I didn't even know you could freeze milk. Yeah, I could. I had no idea which reminds me of freezing milk. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, you can freeze the milk. Hickory sticks. What's a hickory stick? Oh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, uh, it's a, a potato chip type thing, but they're sticks. They're little skinny sticks, and they taste like hickory. Oh, flavor. okay. In Australia, we call those straws. Okay, so these <laughs> hickory straws. Yes. <laughs> uh, Caesars. Americans don't know what a Caesar is. The drink. You mean like a drink? Yeah. They don't? They don't. Yeah. It's kind of like a Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary, I was going to say. Is that their version? Yeah, I guess it's. I guess it would be um, their, their version. Laura Secord chocolate? What is that? Laura Secord is a Canadian chocolate company. Laura Secord was our version of Florence Nightingale during oh. the War of 1812. Interesting. Um, Laura Secord. And uh, Le Chateau, the clothing store. Oh, yes, La Chateau. uniquely Canadian. Does it still exist, La Chateau? I, honestly, I, I don't know. I, hmm. I, I couldn't tell you. Um, This is something you and I saw, or I saw, and you and I talked about it before. It kind of pissed me off. Warren Buffett, who from all reports is a is a very, very smart man, um, kind and generous and uh, mostly good-hearted. But like a lot of people in his position, a little myopic, he said, remember, most of your stress comes from the way you respond, not the way life is. Adjust your attitude, and all that extra stress is gone. Mr. Buffett, with all due respect, sir, fuck you. Okay? No, that's not true. You can't just adjust your attitude and have your stress go away. If your stress is caused by, oh, I don't know, money, (laughs) which you have metric buttloads of, Mm -hmm. if the stress is caused by lack of money, changing my freaking attitude isn't going to make a damn bit of difference. It's so annoying when these people say, you know, you hear quite often people will say, do what you love, you'll never have to work a day in your life. Mm-hmm. You'll never, you'll, you'll, the, the, the money will come. Do what you love and the money will come. No, it won't. <laughs> okay? No. It's not going to happen. No. No. Well, then they quote these people. They quote these rich people, these successful people. Everybody reads their quotes and then feels more diminished in their soul because not working out for them. What I don't get is why these folks don't realize what this pablum doesn't apply to 99.9% of the people on the planet. Changing your attitude does not change the stress level for most people, depending on the stress, obviously. But that that is just such an annoying cliche for this guy to say. It is. It is, yes. I'm not going to negate completely. I'm, unfortunately, it's him that has said it, and people are going to go, yeah, because he's filthy, stinking rich. Okay. What, still, what, what if Deepak Chopra had said it? I don't think he would have quite said it that way, but I do believe that that, that works. That really? you can. Yes, I do. Not in all, it depends on the level of the stress and yes. the level of the predicament that your life is in. Yes. But I know certain things in my life 
that I, I, I am very, very conscious about. I, I, I can get very in a spiral of crazy madness stress about it. And then it's true, if I change my perspective and if I change the way I think about it, it decreases that stress. So it does. I'm not going to completely negate what the guy is saying. Okay. John Miguel McCauley on Twitter. So I love this. How different do you think Jeff Bezos' life would be if he had $50 billion rather than $150 billion? How different do you think his employees' lives would be if that extra $100 billion was spread out between them? Jeff Bezos, Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, anyone, does not need $150 billion. No. All right? There is are, there are few, few things that you can't do with $50 billion. So let's just say the $100 billion is freaking extra. Jeff Bezos, there are stories in the news on a regular basis of how Amazon employees, there's uh, one in the, in the UK, where the employees are sleeping in tents outside the, office, outside the building because it's too far to go back home. That's disgusting. So they sleep overnight in tents in the parking lot in order to get to work on time the next morning because most Amazon loca- uh, warehouses are outside of cities and there's no bus that gets out. These people are... See, that should be illegal. He shouldn't be... There should be a cap on what he is allowed to take as, I mean, good for him. He's very successful. The rest of it should be going to other... I don't begrudge Jeff Bezos a billion dollars. Oh, he's successful. I mean, well, he made it. Like, I don't begrudge him $5 billion. No. And if- but at a certain point, that's too much money for one human being. I agree. If all you're doing is holding on to it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't help that, and we've talked about it here before, it doesn't help that Jeff Bezos has said some remarkably stupid things. He has. Like, I don't know what else to do with my money except go to space. Yeah, I'm just going to do my space program, Kay. I can't think of anything else to do with this money. Yeah, that is so indulgent. And by the way, I'm going to prevent, I'm going to threaten to move my company out of Seattle if they put a $75 a person a year tax mm. on, on my company. Well, I've heard some of his employees are on food stamps. Yes, absolutely. It's not right. It's he not should right. not be allowed. To do that. And what's worse is that he doesn't see a problem with this. How could he? Does he not know? he can't see I have more money than myself, my children, my grandchildren, 10 generations. Some small countries. He must have more money than some small countries. I've got more money than, than my generations of family can ever, ever spend. Even if we were just idiotic spenders. If we had a different Ferrari every day of the week. Mm. Why he can't see, you know what? What I should do is pour some of his money back into the company and give raises to my employees. Mm. Mm. A raise that would not hurt him in any way, shape, or form. Mm. Mm. If they're making minimum wage and you bump them up to $20 an hour, their lives become beca- measurably oh better. Oh my God, yes. And your life becomes immeasurably not worse. He doesn't even figure, he wouldn't even feel Nothing it. Nothing happens. No, your life doesn't change a bit. What fascinates me is that the American people, many of them comment that, say, the Seattle example, that why should government, you know, interfere in this? But it's like, well, I mean, that's the attitude, even though they're not rich and they're struggling, but they have this attitude, no, 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 government can't start to interfere in what he's going to choose to do and make his business choices. But it's like, yes, they do. 
Yeah, when when we talk, someone will send us an email calling us socialists. And I'm they okay. will. I don't care. I am a socialist. I'm a, I'm a, I'm, Sorry. I'm okay with that. But <laughs> government, even if government wasn't involved, Jeff Bezos, as a human being, should have the morality to see this inequality is obscene. Literally obscene. I agree. This is not a boss making $10 million a year and his employees making minimum wage. This is a guy making more money than anyone in the history of the planet has, and yet his employees are still making minimum wage. It's and now I, I understand mm-hmm. how one of the reasons why he's got this money is because his employees are making minimum wage. Yeah. Because he pays them little. But after a certain point of your success, pay these people more than just a living wage. That's right. If you work at Amazon.com, you should be making 25 bucks an hour. I agree. Because the other thing is the job's hard. Yep. You read all the stories, they talk about the, the pressure they put employees under where mm-hmm. they've got 15-minute bathroom breaks and, breaks and they're timed on the bathroom breaks. And some of them are, are they get one 15-minute one break each morning. And if you're on the other side of the warehouse when your break starts, you can't make it back. You can't make it to the bathroom and back in time. So you can't go to the bathroom. Well, what? Yeah, but see, what about safety? Where's all the safety and the health People remember, in on this. Remember, America doesn't have anywhere near the workers' compensation, workers' safety that we have. We take for granted here. It's in just Canada. another flaw yeah. of America. Sorry, I mean here at W. I mean WCB can be a pain. It's not, I'm not saying it's an easy system, but really, there's got to be stop gaps for workers' health. That's disgusting. There is no need for that kind of inequality for the CEO of the company to have that amount of money. And his employees it doesn't have to have any government involvement whatsoever. Just have a CEO who's not an amoral asshole mm-hmm. and realize I have more money than I know what to do with. Mm-hmm. And saying something stupid like, I don't know, just go to space. Give your employees a minimum working decent wage. Yep. 20 bucks an hour, 25 bucks an hour, whatever it might be. It's for the good of all society if everybody earns enough money to live a better life. The, uh, I saw an argument on, on Facebook. <laughs> it went to shit quickly, obviously. Someone complaining about, you know, why should McDonald's workers make 15 bucks for flipping burgers? Why shouldn't they? Well, and McDonald's good for them. They're, they're, that's their culture. Yeah. You know? But that's the way to get people to get these jobs. It's good that these people are making uh, a decent And wage. they're young people. Yeah. So, yeah, 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 well, yeah. Just because it's a burger job doesn't mean you have to have minimum wage. No, it doesn't. Minimum wage should be... The minimum you need to live on in that place, not the lowest we can possibly pay you. That's right. You know, the vast majority of minimum wage in the U.S. is so low, you can't live in the place that you are working. So you're not even above poverty and you're still working five days, six days a week or whatever, and you're still living in the poverty, in the level of poverty. Minimum wage should not bring you anywhere near the poverty line. Oh, my God. See, that's desperate. That's desperation. And then people, and how do you take care of your children and buy healthy food and take care of your health? And how do you do that? It's just, to me, it's the the general overall health of a society. I mean, that's that's what's reflected. Hey, listen, there's a lot of children living in poverty in Canada, too. Let's not make Canada look all pretty. It's It's not the case at all. I agree. I agree. It's yeah. it's there's, there's there's it's everywhere. It's everywhere, and and there are solutions out there. We're just not willing to go with the solution. No, because we, then we become socialists or worse yet, communists. I just saw this story. Um, uh, five metabolism myths 
You should stop believing. Oh. Myth. Eating less is better for your metabolism. Oh, no, no. I know now that you that's not true. You should actually eat three good meals a day or whatever, and otherwise your metabolism slows down, I believe. Cardio is the best workout for your metabolism. What is the best workout for your metabolism? When it comes to exercise, simply burning calories is often mistaken for increasing metabolism. Uh, one classic example of this is that doing cardio may burn calories, but it's not the best way to increase but b- metabolism. Hmm. Um, increasing your BMR, I don't, I don't know what BMR is. Body the, uh, mass fast body, ratio requires mass building ratio. muscle that can burn calories even when you're not working out. Right. That's where to do that is with resistance exercise like weightlifting. Hmm. If you don't have weights or access to a gym, uh, you can exercise using your own body weight with high intensity exercises like squats and planks. Mm-hmm. Incre- Yoga. Hello. Yes, absolutely. It's a, b- a body weight <laughs> exercise. Yes. yes. Increasing your workout volume will burn more calories. Increasing your workout volume. So you mean the length? Of time that you do it, that it will burn more calories? Is that many, what that means? Many experts say that if you push your body too far, your body enters an inflammatory stress state and your hormones get totally out of whack, which in turn messes with your metabolism. Oh. Your, metabol- your metabolism won't be able to work efficiently unless you give your body time to rest. She suggests balancing high-intensity workouts with slower-paced restorative practices like yoga. You shouldn't go hard on every single exercise all the time. Oh, no. So, no, no. you know, so that you're just burned out. You can't move the next day. Kind of no. Thing. You should do high intensity and then low intensity and high intensity and low intensity. You should switch them back and forth. Yes. And myth five, a low-fat diet will help you lose weight. Hmm. If your idea of a low-fat diet is eating foods labeled low-fat, you're secretly sabotaging yourself. Most manufacturers compensate for lack of fat by... Adding more sugar. Adding sugar, yeah. Or more additives in the fat-free, which leads to weight gain. So just simply eating nothing but supposed fat-free stuff from the grocer shelf. No, no. um, If that grocer grocer isn't um, doing, um, is just adding more sugar or adding adding more gunk in it. Um, Interesting. What can you do to give your metabolism a boost? Drink water. Mm -hmm. All nutritionists interviewed said drinking water is paramount. For increasing your meta- metabolic rate. One small study found that drinking half a liter of water increases me- metabolic rate by 30%. Drinking enough water will help your body metabolize food. will also prevent overeating, since thirst is often mistaken for hunger. Mm, yes. I'm, addi- I'm addicted to drinking water, and I'm glad you are too now. Oh, you I'm, seem no, no. to be... I, I wouldn't say I'm addicted. No, but you seem to be making it a habit. Yes. I'm trying to make Which it much more Which I'm of a, noticing, and yeah. I'm like, that's a good thing. I see he's got his big water thermos, and yeah. I hear the water, and I hear you drinking. I'm like, oh, it's yeah, good. I mean, I'm definitely making a concerted effort to drink more water. Good. Um, and I think part of it, something you and I said before, is that we, I thought, maybe, or you thought, that's maybe why I was getting headaches. Little. I wasn't getting them before. Yes. And I'm, I'm for the last week, now that I've been drinking a big old thermos, at least one big old thermos of water a day, mm-hmm. I haven't gotten any of those headaches. Were you, were you getting them weekly? Perhaps you weren't telling me about them all. Oh, yeah. No, I was definitely getting them on a regular basis and, and yeah, not telling you about every single headache. I was only telling you about the headaches that were debilitating, not the ones that were just little minor, little annoying, mm, annoying mm, ones. Mm, mm. But yeah, I think, well, I don't know if it helps in any other way, shape, or form, but drinking water is not a bad thing. Oh, it's very good for you. No, you have to, but it's good. I'm, uh, so you're noticing a difference. With your headaches. It's good. Yes. Yeah, I don't know if there's any metabolism changes, but I think meta- I think you lose weight drinking water 
fairly easily it, it, because you go to the bathroom a whole lot more. <laughs> You're getting up out of your chair. You're every getting up out minutes, of your chair, you know? right? And if you did your, if you if you were smart, when you when you had to go pee, you get up, walk around the block, and then go pee. Oh, but that then that would that would compromise your getting there in time. Like today, you almost didn't get there in time. <laughs> I almost didn't make it today. It's like, uh-oh. I'll definitely admit to He's that. He's on the ferry. He's like, like, oh, my God, I got to go pee. It was close. It, it, was, it, was, it was definitely touch, touch and go there for So you got to watch that walking around the block thing. Uh, folks, um, say, oh, as always, emails to uh, dltu at yml.me. This uh, podcast is Don't Listen to Us. Please send us uh, emails if you'd like, dltu at yml.me, and review the show on the iTunes store. We <laughs> What are you laughing about? Because we don't have any yet, except for Susan's. We got four. Did we get four? We got four oh, reviews. we got our lovely guy that said we don't swear as much, so he's still that hanging was, that in was, there. That was an email, not a review. Oh, that's did fine. I? That's fine. Okay, I wasn't remembering the four of them. That's anyway, okay. yes, go on. Um, I've been Sean King. I'm Melissa King. And this has been. Don't listen to us. Thanks very much, folks. See ya. Bye.